Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. We're going to talk about the supernatural today, discerning the supernatural, the reality of the supernatural. I believe most Christians believe in the supernatural. However, we spend very little time being really aware of the supernatural. And I have a guest with me today who moves in that realm uh, as a matter of course. You know, I move prophetically as a matter of course. Some people move apostolically as a matter of course. Some people move in word of knowledge as a matter of course. Um, this uh, man of God moves in the supernatural, moves in many things, the apostolic prophetic, but he really moves in that supernatural. I see it over and over again. And uh, it's phenomenal uh, how the power of God flows through him. And of course, he knows all too well that there's no glory for him, the glory is for God. He's been intentional about making sure that he doesn't touch God's glory. He's been around environments where people have touched God's glory. And he knows what it looks like when a ministry uh, suffers from the hand of God being lifted. So with all that, I'm going to ask uh, uh, Apostle Chasden Strickland to come in. I'm going to ask him just to spend a minute or two talking about uh, his ministry in Jacksonville uh, and what he's doing. I know he's on a fast right now, so don't wave the don't wave the, the, the hot dogs and the unicorns in front of him because he's fasting. Uh, but we're going to get on this, share this with somebody. And I'm going to bring in Apostle Chasden Strickland. Thank you for being with me today. Hey, thank you so much, Apostle. Um, once again, it's an honor um, to be on with you again. I love doing these with you. And um, yeah. so just for anyone that doesn't know me, my name is Chaz Strickland. Um, we're, me and my wife, Emily, we're located in Jacksonville, Florida. And our church is the Ignite Church Revival Center. Um, we have been in such just, um, oh, there's just been such a move um, that's been going on in our ministry. We have been seeing um, 
blind eyes open, um, deaf ears open. We've had people hand us their hearing aids. We have been seeing stage four cancer healed, um, different stages of cancer healed. Um, I mean, just so many different things that God is doing. Um, that has been remarkable. But aside from that, um, we train, we equip people in the supernatural. Um, we are apostolic and prophetic, but we're very Jesus-centered. We're very present-centered. Um, so we preach a lot on the cross, a lot on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, um, and we bring the balance of the Word of God. So we're very rooted in the Word. So if you're anywhere in the area, we do encourage you to come and visit us in Jacksonville. Something special is going on. I like that. And it's true. I, I've heard your messages. You, you teach on things that are not necessarily uh, mainstream. I mean, before the pandemic, you had prepared your people about the times we're in and, and suffering and these sorts of topics, which people in the sort of glory camps or the supernatural camps or in the prophetic camps or even the apostolic camps don't mm. necessarily like to, to bring a word on suffering because it's not really a church <laughs> growth message. Um, I did a whole series last year on suffering and I don't think people liked it, but I was going through so much <laughs> suffering. I had to find some answers for me and I figured I couldn't be the only one. So I appreciate your commitment to the word of God. Um, and, and you mentioned all of these uh, you know, miracles, signs, and wonders. It's it's almost like remember back in the old days, the Voice of Healing. They'd have the crutches up on the walls, and they'd <laughs> yeah. have the the you know you know. Do you do that? Do you do that? No. Actually, you know, we have a we, we were talking about it the other day. Um, yeah, we have received a prophecy. We're yeah. about to start putting um, things yeah. like that on. So every time there's a miracle, we're going to ask them, "Hey, give us your crutches. Hey, give us your wheelchair. Yeah, hey, give us whatever those are." We're going to actually start doing that as well. Because I saw it in a vision. I saw like your walk because mm. I've been there and I didn't see any anything, any paraphernalia, any signs um, that there'd been miracles. I knew there had been. And I just saw your wall in your church and just like stuff here, stuff there. Um, you know, you'll have to get a bigger building, though, because people really do get healed <laughs> uh, in this ministry. But let me let me ask you this before we get into the discerning part. Um, you know, what what do you attribute to this? Because I know it's not you. I mean, you're a vessel. You're an anointed man of God. Your wife is anointed. Um, you have a, yeah, but, 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 you know, what, what causes all this or, or why do you think the environment is such? Have you done anything? Has God told you to do anything? Why is all this happening at your church? That's a great question, Apostle. You know, I believe that miracle signs and wonders are the portion of the New Testament believer. Um, I believe that we're not special because we're seeing these things, um, but there's something that is unique in the scripture. Um, and when we start to look in the scriptures, you'll notice that in the ancient world, even people that were referred to as wise men, um, they were actually people that operated in the supernatural. But they were, for example, the, they were called wise men, those that opposed Moses. They were moving in witchcraft. Um, and what I've discovered is a lot of it has a lot to do with gaining wisdom and revelation of the supernatural world itself. Um, and when we learn how God's world operates, we can uh, more easily bring his world into our world. Um, and so it's not just loving Jesus and knowing Jesus, but it's God giving us insight into how his world works so that we can better partner with him. See, that's really good. And that that fits in kind of sideways with understanding the ways of God, understanding yeah. atmospheres understanding but see when you st here's what i would say to people listening when you study these things it builds faith for these things yes. and you can tell by by you know the words coming out of uh, chasden's mouth 
that that he studied these things, the language that he's using. He studied these things. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And it sounds to me like you just must have had at some point God stirred in you a hunger to pursue this path. And now you're mm. seeing the fruit of it. Um, Apostle, you know, so I grew up in a household. My stepfather was actually paralyzed um, and I saw the effects that paralysis has. Um, and he was paralyzed for 20 years. He ended up passing away in 2011. Um, and this really put in me just a, a hurt and a pain from seeing that. And God really gave me a unique indignation against sickness, disease, the works of the devil that manifest in that arena. Um, and I ended up having a dream. And in this dream, I was, I was really seeking God and I was pressing in um, because there are some things that won't come to you casually. You know, a lot of people, they want to move in the miraculous. Um, and there's a lot of preaching right now that says, hey, everyone can just do it. And I don't disagree with it. It's absolutely true. But we have to ask, why is everyone not raising the dead? Why is everyone not seeing um, the book of Acts um, in their ministry? And we have to be honest. And even myself, I sit and I say, we're still not there. Um, we're not there. We have to keep pressing in. Um, there's We go from glory to glory. But anyway, I was pressing in. I had this um, encounter with God where um, I was actually standing in line and there was this long line and it's going to sound kind of funny, Apostle. It was like a money line. And so while we're standing and waiting in line, I have this huge amount of money and I hand it to this prophet in this dream. And then in the dream, my hands began to burn. And as they burned, the prophet looked at me in the dream and they said, there are miracles in your hands. I woke up out of the dream and my hands were still physically on fire. I had received an impartation in this dream. Um, and my understanding was that the, the line was not about money. It was about paying a price um, for the supernatural. Wow, wow, wow. That's that's the truth. And, you know, God does mantle certain people with an especially uh, unique anointing. Uh, and that's part of what you carry. So uh, you have to have the hunger. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I've seen, we've seen miracles in our ministry. We've seen blind eyes open. We've seen people get out of wheelchairs, um, not to the level that you have. And I'm, I'm a wee bit older than you. So you're you're far ahead of the game. But I but I believe that every ministry had because I don't want some people out there to start getting condemned. I can just feel, not because of anything yeah. because of the devil. Well, you know, what's wrong with me? Um, you know, Joyce Meyer doesn't do anything fancy, but Joyce <laughs> Meyer has impacted more people than you and I have yes maybe ever will so yes. god really does give everybody their own unique uh, even bishop bill hammond one of the things he'll tell you is man that guy you know you were you've been around him he yes. won't prophesy until three o'clock in the morning <laughs> but what he hungers for is is to work miracles and mm. he has seen the level of miracles as he has the level of prophecy so that that's because god really does mantle us and bend us a certain way however yeah. however however We've got to hunger and thirst. At, you know, the Bible says th that we are supposed to uh, to, to, to covet uh, spiritual gifts, especially that we may prophesy. So these gifts of healings, these these gifts of these anointings, these these words of wisdom and all these yeah. miracles, we're supposed to want to go after that. And I think that's really where it starts, because not everybody might walk like a Allen or, right. or Roberts, but everybody should be seeing a manifestation of the spirit 
including signs, wonders, and miracles. Jesus said these signs will follow those who believe. So I just want to encourage everybody today to grab hold and glean everything you can from the wisdom uh, that Chasden is sharing because he's going to drop some keys and some nuggets. He might not even be aware of it because he speaks this language. And when he begins to talk, there's just an anointing on it. So seriously, pay attention. Um, so you had a hunger. It was something that caused you, you know, somebody died, your, your dad died. And, um, you know, this was an issue where uh, there was a righteous indignation that came up in you. Like, why? Why does that happen? Yeah. Um, so with other people, it might be something different, though. Do you remember the first time you, you saw a miracle in your ministry? So so this is actually kind of funny. Um, I, the first miracle in my ministry was actually before I was actually in ministry. I was serving in another ministry. And actually, it was my wife. Um, and she, my wife was actually, um, I had met her. Um, and when I met her, um, I was actually not sure what God was doing. I didn't even think that we were going to date or anything like that. And I was actually just witnessing and sharing the gospel and stuff like that with her. Um, and she ended up wanting to go to our church. And so, uh, of course, God was up to a lot more than that. So I ended up the first three days, we would talk on the phone and we would talk for hours. I mean, we would just get lost, <laughs> Apostle, talking on the phone. And um, one night um, I, I asked her, she she had a question for me and it was about, um, you know, praying for her. And I began to tell her, like, sure, you know, I'll pray for you. And she began to detail to me um, this disease that she had um, her, but for a long time and it had developed um, early in her life. And but one of them was rheumatoid arthritis and the rheumatoid arthritis was so bad that the doctors did not expect her just to keep her mobility by like mm. a certain age. I mean, it was very bad. And they were basically they didn't even expect her to live beyond the age of 25. Mm. Um, and so in the midst of all these different things, she asked me for prayer. And I said, sure, um, we continued to talk. And I was actually about to get off of the phone um, because it got late and I felt a suggestion in my spirit. And at the time I was not very familiar with um, God unctioning me to pray for miracles or anything like that. I never saw them in my, not through my own hands. And then the ministries I was around, they were more gifted prophetically, like in the revelation gifts. Mm -hmm. um, and so I didn't see a lot of miracles, you know? And so here it is, we're about to get off the phone and I decide, I'm like, let me pray for my wife. I, well, my, my you know, I'm <laughs> pray for Emily, you know, so I start to pray for her. And I didn't even get the words out. This is the powerful thing about the miracle realm. I didn't actually get the words out. I said, Father, it's in the name. And the minute I said that, the glory of that is like this power just rushed through the phone. For three hours, uh, my wife was screaming, laughing. I mean, every emotion that you could possibly imagine. And, and she was actually Methodist. So this isn't someone who knows what to do. This isn't a courtesy fall or a courtesy. Oh, yes, Lord. You know, it was authentically just the Lord moving. So I didn't know what was happening. So I just start praying in tongues. So I'm praying in tongues. I'm just thanking God for whatever he's doing. And then after it, three hours goes by, she finally calms down. And I asked her a question. Now, at the time, we lived in Columbus, Ohio in the winter. And so it's bitter cold. And you can imagine with rheumatoid arthritis, that just isn't pretty. And so she ends up telling me, I feel no pain in my body. She said, "Why? when you first began to pray, I felt a, it was like a hammer started to touch the from the top of my head all the way down to my toes. And, and then she heard the voice of God. We're talking about a Methodist. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> God spoke to her and said, um, I've seen your tears um, and behold, I shall heal thee. 
and she was healed supernaturally. And that's been going on to 12 years now. Mm -hmm. um, and she no longer has rheumatoid arthritis. And that was really my first miracle. Um, and I went through a long season where I didn't have any miracles after that. Um, but I believe part of it was I didn't press out for miracles. A lot of times mm -hmm. in the miracle realm, we're waiting around for God um, to begin to sovereignly do miracles when God actually commanded us in scripture um, to heal the sick. He commanded mm -hmm. us in scripture to believe um, for these miracles. And um, I, I want to say, I believe that we, I, I love what you said about different graces, because like, I, I believe I'll never have uh, like the media anointing that you have apostle. It's, it <laughs> is just remarkable, honestly. Um, and, you know, that someone like my wife, she is so gifted in that seer dimension, that seer mm -hmm. realm. And no matter how much I fast, no matter how much I pray, <laughs> um, you know, I'm never going to move in the word of knowledge like Sean Bolts. You know, I'm never going to see as many angels as Joshua Mills, you know. But um, what, what I have learned is that when I see God, I step into the full potential of what he designed for me. Mm -hmm. And that that's really important because, you know, I do believe we should all be manifesting the supernatural um, however, we, we see throughout history that there are just some people that really are mantled for it. So, um, mm. but you know what I really love, and I've got a, an article coming out. I, I wrote it based on a conversation you and I had a couple of weeks ago, um, and I'm probably going to release it tomorrow. But what I love about your ministry, and we're going to get into some practical stuff to help people in a minute, but is that you haven't built, listen, guys, all of you out there, you haven't built your ministry on the supernatural. You built your ministry on the word of God. And that is so important. I built my ministry on the word of God. I haven't built it on prophetic. You know, I mean, I, I when I got saved, there was prophets around me. Immediately, I was just, <laughs> by God, God's design, just submerged in, in the prophetic. But I never built my ministry on the prophetic. Mm. And, um, you know, why don't I, I I'm going to put out my article tomorrow. But why don't you tell them why it's so important that we build our ministries on the word of God instead of on our giftings? That's That's phenomenal. So if you notice, there's so many people that have fallen. Um, mm -hmm. you know, that move in miracles. Um, when we start to look at history and revival and we see people that moved in great miracles, their ministries oftentimes ended in scandal. Um, and a lot of times it, it is because a lot of the ministry became uh, being built on solely um, their miracles or their gifts and whatever was taking place in their ministry by the grace of God. And so mm -hmm. because of that, I would say that one reason we don't want to do it, um, especially speaking in reference to the miracle realm, mm -hmm. is we end up creating people that are off balance. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of the worst things that can happen to you when you're when you're raising up a supernatural culture in your ministry is that people become off balance. And what and, and what I mean by off balance is is this. Um, they 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 don't actually pay their bills because they believe that a a financial angel is going to pay their <laughs> bills. They they quit their job because now they feel in their spirit that God told them not to go to work. And I'm just supposed to stay in my bedroom and fast and pray because that's more important than my job. Um, or it, it turns into um, people that are not led by the spirit and they end up becoming hyper. Um, and, and that's something that's dangerous. Like a lot of times people, they kind of see us and they may assume that we're like always just like I'm just in my room all day, you know. And the reality is, you know, I, I watch TV. Um, I'll, I'll watch sports. Um, I don't watch TV as much as many others. But I do normal things. I'm a normal guy. I can have a normal conversation. But we end You're up... not normal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't think that, right? But we end up having um, off-balance believers. They become very unhealthy. They, they become extreme. And also they can get into a spirit of error. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you get deep into a spirit of error, you can even go beyond that um, and start getting into heresy. A lot yeah. of the things that we see where like um, the doctrine of inclusion and things like that, they came by means of doctrines of devil. So they came from a supernatural source. Um, and a lot of times when people don't have the word of God, a strong base in the word of God, honestly, they're on a collision course with being deceived, stepping into deception, um, false ministry, their mm-hmm. prey, they become vulnerable to false prophets, manipulation, witchcraft. Um, and these are the types of things we see when we're not rooted in the word of God in the supernatural. So though I love the supernatural, I love when God flows and moves, but I, I, I bring balance. I've had seasons where we've been in like this revival flow in our services where we're just like praying and, you know, everyone's worshiping. And then the Lord will tell me, I want you to scale back. And, and for the next few weeks, I want you to teach on this. Mm. And people sometimes don't like it. And I want to challenge everyone with this. If you love God moving supernaturally and you hate when your pastor or your leader teaches something's off balance, you should be just as hungry for the scriptures as you are for a prophecy. You should be just as hungry for the scriptures as you are for prayer. It's still spiritual. It's not less spiritual to read the word of God. So I want to challenge all our supernatural people to beware of those dangers. That's so good. That's so good. That's so good. All right. Next question. How much does the atmosphere, I just taught on Sunday at AHOP on um, atmospheres, more really about what the Holy Spirit likes and what the Holy Spirit doesn't like and how that affects an atmosphere. How much does the atmosphere have to do with miracles manifesting? I mean, Oof. in your experience. <laughs> oh, that's, I love this. Um, their atmosphere is a big deal. Um, and, and one reason why we have to highlight what atmosphere is, um, the Bible actually tells us, it says that the earth shook and the heavens dropped at the presence of God. Um, and that's one of those verses where if you read it, it, it can kind of just be like, okay, the earth shook, heaven dropped. But notice that heaven drops at the presence of God. And, and the most important part of that verse to understand is that what, what that verse is revealing to us is that that heaven is contained within the Holy Spirit. Wow. And, and, and that's something that's very important. So, so the Bible actually tells us when it talks about like the prince of the power of the air in Ephesians, that's not just referring to the devil. That's referring to the impact of demonic operation on the atmosphere and, and, and eventually on the culture. And so what this means is whenever a spirit moves into activity, it creates an atmosphere. So if you walk into an environment and someone's arguing, you'll notice that Mm -hmm. I can walk in after the argument and you can feel the activity of the spirits that were set in motion by their conversation. Well, the same thing applies with miracles. When, 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 When we begin to create an environment, what we're really doing is we're opening up um, the, the the portals, as some would say, um, and that may be an uncomfortable word for anyone that's listening. So I just want you to know what those simply are. That is simply in the Bible or in the spirit realm. There are literal gates. Lift your heads, mm-hmm. O ye gates. Open up ye everlasting doors. So gates and doors in the same verse. Then it says, so that the king of glory can come in. Mm-hmm. So they serve a purpose that when we do certain things according to the word of God, it actually opens those literal gates, doors, and windows 
so heaven can come in. Another verse mm -hmm. is Revelation chapter three. When we start to look at that verse, when it says, behold, this is a common verse that's used for evangelism. And it's actually not talking about evangelism. Uh, mm -hmm. When John wrote this, he was actually writing to a church. He was writing to a region. And when he began to write, he said, um, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. This was Jesus. And he said, if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will keep come in unto him. So he's speaking about how when we open these doors, it what it does is it creates the, the avenue for heaven to transit into the earth realm. And so that's really all an atmosphere is. When we begin to feel the presence and power and glory of God in an atmosphere or the fire of God in, that, in an atmosphere, it means that something has come from heaven into our physical dimension and it becomes tangible. It becomes experiential. And that's the difference between the like the manifested presence and the omnipresence. When mm. we're in the omnipresence, God fills all space, all time, all the time. But when there's mm -hmm. a manifested presence, a lot of times we're talking about like the activity of angels. We're referring to like the mm -hmm. atmosphere of heaven filling the, the environment that we're in. And that is very important for miracles. You can have them without it. But what I want to um, mm -hmm. say is this, because you have levels of the operation of the gifts of the spirit. Um, so it's commonly known that there's three dimensions when you're talking about moving in the miraculous faith, the anointing and then the glory. Um, mm -hmm. It's a commonly known thing. So when we're in the dimension of faith, there's no atmosphere. A lot of the miracles that we saw where Jesus actually said, uh, according to your faith, that's because there was not an atmosphere associated to that particular healing happening. So it was a person coming and because they had faith, um, it was a prayer of faith. Um, and so even when we see like um, in scripture where it talks about if any man's sick, and then it goes and says, let them pray. That's a prayer that's not involving an atmosphere. That's mm -hmm. that's just a prayer of faith. Um, the gift of the spirit of healing or the gift of healing is also a gift that doesn't require there to be an atmosphere. Um, it, it's a release of God's power through a person, um, similar to how prophets don't need an atmosphere to prophesy. Mm -hmm. However, this is the most important thing that I want to say, though, out of everything I just mentioned. When you're talking about... Um, faith, the anointing, and the glory, the higher you go, the deeper you go, the stronger the manifestations of these gifts become. So like when I go, when I'm in faith and I transition into the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the gift or faith is still operating in that dimension. It just couples with the anointing. And then when I end up in the anointing, or when I end up in the glory, faith and also uh, the anointing are still in operation. They're just amplified in the glory. So when That's we get right. in the glory realm, the limits are taken off. In the anointing, there are still like restrictions um, that are kind of there with the gifts. And in faith, there's a lot of restrictions. And that's one mm -hmm. of the reasons we don't see. So a lot of times, most of the greatest miracle ministries, they they really focused on the atmosphere. Catherine Kuhlman, they, they were major on yes. atmosphere. Um, Benny Hinn, if you go and you watch a whole Benny Hinn service, he's how great now, you know, he's, he took the same blueprint um, because he received that mantle from Catherine Kuhlman mm -hmm. and he's worshiping and singing. And, and a lot of that time you're spending in worship, Joshua Mills, um, Ruth Heflin, you know, um, she, they were big on worship. She would get up on the stage and she would just start singing and the glory of God would start to feel the environment that she was in. And that's what produced where the limits were broken, where there could be miracles.
And these people, I mean, you know, I can't sing it. These people couldn't even sing. And yet it was, and yet it was anointed. It yes. was anointed. They take it. It was anointed. You know. Um, so so you tapped on one of those keys, but let's press into that a little bit more with regard to atmospheres, because worship's a part of it, but there are other elements as well. What are the elements that create uh, an atmosphere where the glory falls? I mean, is it just worship or does it have to do with the response of the people and other elements as well? There's there's definitely um, an importance to the response of the people. Um, the Bible talks about um, us being on one accord. Um, and so even when we start to look scripturally at um, at the power of unity, it says one can chase a thousand, two, 10,000. Um, it talks about um, where how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It says it's like the ointment that flowed down Aaron's beard. And then he says in that place, God commands the blessing. And he said that place will be as the dew of heaven. So that scripture is actually giving us a blueprint of what it looks like when people come together in unity. And, and when I say unity, I'm not saying that we come together in the same room. I want everyone to hear, hear what I'm about to say very closely. Um, when Paul was Saul and he was on um, the high horse, Jesus spoke to Paul. Now, when it was described, the men around him they did not actually see Jesus, even though they were experiencing residue from the encounter that Paul was having. Another example of that is it actually happened with Daniel. Um, and, a, and one more example that I want to give you is when the father spoke audibly to Jesus. He spoke audibly and the men that were around Jesus, they actually heard thunder. And then some thought they heard the voice of an angel. The question would be, how are they in the same physical proximity but they're hearing different things from the same voice. The reason why is because they were in different dimensions. I want you to think of it like this. When you're in between radio stations, you pick up static. The message is distorted. So where they were not exactly where Jesus was, even though they were physically in the same place. So what I want to say in talking about uh, uh, us corporately playing a role to, to release the glory realm or to step into the glory realm, there's a few things that, that are very important for us to understand, and it's that the entire room must come into the same place in the spirit. And that's what it meant when it was talking about Acts chapter two, or at least the majority of the room. Acts chapter two, they were all in one place and one accord. That's actually a spiritual blueprint to, to tap into the fire of Pentecost. Um, so it's very important that we know that we have to be on one accord. And so a lot of times what I'm doing in our ministry I'm challenging the people um, to come together in heart and in mind. And the way that I do that is very simple, to get everyone to engage Jesus Christ. So, so many people come to church and their focus is their pain. Their focus is, are we going to get a word? Their focus is, I don't like the song selection today. But when we all come together and we just come under the common goal that we have come today to encounter Jesus and to minister to Jesus, that is how we bring the room into a corporate unity. And then another thing that I'll say is, as the spirit begins to move, um, the waters can get deeper and deeper and deeper. But here's the thing. Sometimes what that means is the spirit is doing something corporately. And when the spirit is doing something corporately, you don't want to be the person that's not participating in what the spirit is doing at the moment. I've had times where, like, for example, I'm not a dancer. 
And I've had times where there was like a corporate anointing where this strong like dance of deliverance has come. And I'll actually jump in the dance, even though I cannot dance. And so you don't want to place limits on yourself. But when you jump in and when everyone becomes a part, it becomes very powerful on what God begins to release into the room um, or into places. One more thing I'll say for that question, Apostle, is that is this experiencing God has a lot to do with your spiritual senses. So so because of that, with our spiritual senses, a lot of times God could be moving all around us. But if your senses are dull, you will not even know he's moving. So I've also have noticed that the more that I've trained and developed people to to perceive um, the supernatural realm, to perceive the voice of the Holy Spirit, um, to sense the activity around them and things like that, the easier it is for for a group of people to to have the glory reside in their meeting. So I'm not talking about just like one service and it's like a hit and miss. I mean, like an ongoing uh, abiding of the glory of God resting on a people, a lot of times those people have been very well trained and equipped um, and they are, they're sensitive um, with their spiritual senses. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or sow into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.